Welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. To stay up to date with everything going on, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Embassy Irving. I love it. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. And uh, Pastor Tim, Pastor Juliet, I love you both so, so much. You are the gifts that God gave me that I wasn't wise enough to pray for. And, and um, your love and your leadership, uh, your example, your teaching, uh, your unpacking, um, has been so powerful in my and my wife's life over the last couple of years, and and um, we are we are graced to have leaders like you come on in a house like this, loving people like yours. I love you so much. Uh, for those who missed it, Dan Lee Ann is my name. Uh, born and raised in Melbourne, Australia. That's the reason my voice is this way. Uh, mother and father, Malaysian, Chinese. That's the reason my beautiful face is this way. Um, but now I live in Anderson, South Carolina. That's the reason I wrestle with type 2 diabetes and um, I'm carry- carrying a little bit of weight. Um, but in all seriousness, um, it is a real honor and privilege to come off the bench for uh, the Reverend Dr. Bishop Timothy Ross. And... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like LeBron needs to rest every now and then. You gotta, you've got to put out that, that awkward six foot eight guy who's just going to fill up the lane, and uh, that's me. Um, and I've got a word for you this morning. Um, I was wrestling with a word, a fresh word for Embassy City Church for this weekend. And on Wednesday, God gave me something, but I felt a check in my spirit regarding whether or not it was meant to be for this week or in two weeks' time when I'm coming back. And so Pastor Tim is taking the whole month of May off. And can I just say that you should be encouraging your pastors to be resting because the Bible makes it clear. If you take care of them, they'll be able to take care of you for a long time to come. So encourage them. Encourage them to get out and to do whatever Tim does uh, to find, um, you know, refreshment. He doesn't golf. He doesn't, like, what do you love doing? You like sitting in, like, vegan cafes, drinking, like, green smoothies, something like that. Whatever, whatever, whatever blesses Tim's soul, come on, encourage him. Don't make him feel bad for being around here and just hugging people. In fact, say, you know what, Tim? Hey, all these other people, you dishing up here, they're like kind of 60%, 70% of who you are, but you know what? Go with it. We're going to receive it. We're going to tell our friends they need to come every single week in May and sit with you and listen to the teaching. But I'm sitting there. I want like a fresh word. And in two weeks' time, I've got this word that, that God gave me on Wednesday that I'm going to share. But, but this morning, I woke up early. Uh, not because I'm holy, not because I'm righteous, but because I'm on Eastern Standard Time. Uh, my body woke me up a little bit extra early. And I was praying, God, give me a fresh word today. And, and as we were worshiping God in song, and I was, I was watching this beautiful mother on her knees, God started to download something on me. So it's not very refined, but it's fresh. Yeah. All right? Uh, the, 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 the bread right now hasn't been kind of prettied up with some pastrami and sauerkraut and kind of, you know, mustard. It's just fresh bread straight out of the oven, so just roll with me, okay? Come on, how many people are ready for a little bit of fresh bread this morning? And this is the simple word that God gave me as I was watching that woman worship. And this is fresh bread that every woman here in this room, whether you're a mother, whether you're a spiritual mother, whether you're an aspiring mother, this is a word for you. And side note, all the men here in this room, this is a word for you as well. You can eat the leftovers from the table. But this is the word that God gave me when I was watching that woman worship on her knees. 
And the word was simply this. God wants every woman here in this room to understand their correct value. How worthy they are. How precious they are to him. Do you know how valuable you really are? I believe that if God had an opportunity this morning to sit down with you face to face and side note, that's exactly his intention. He will look at you fair and square in your beautiful eyes and say, do you know how valuable you really are to me? Do you understand the worth? Do you understand the preciousness? Do you understand your uniqueness in my eyes? Do you know, woman of God, how valuable you really are? Because it's important for us, dare I say, imperative for us as a faith community to tap into God's true value of us because your perception of your value is going to dictate how loved you ever feel by your creator. We can preach to the cows come home. We can propagate uh, and boom and pontificate about this glorious gospel, about how loved you are, about how, how desired you are by heaven. But if you, deep in your soul, don't feel valuable, this message will never truly land. It will go in one ear and out the other as you feel unworthy, not valuable enough to feel or to experience or to be transformed by the love of God. Do you know? know how valuable you really are woman of God if you never get this you'll never believe that you were called to do great things in your generation in your world if you really believe that you are valueless if you are worthless we can dig up every single preacher who just, who just gets here, you know, in that deep space, but, but you will walk out of this place unchanged, not really believing that you're going to change anything because you don't feel worthy of being used by God. It is so important for all of us, including and especially women in the house, to understand what God really thinks about them and how he wants to forevermore establish correct value in your soul. Do you know how valuable you really are? We have to ask that question. Brutally and honestly, because the reality is we live in a world that is consistently and continually devaluing you. Implicitly and explicitly through every form of media, there is a projection of perfection that you are pushed towards to mark yourself against. Life devalues you. Mistakes devalue us. The wrong paths we took as younger people, the lines we crossed, the promises we made, the commandments that we smashed and ignored. Those seasons in your life you wish you could go back to and make a different decision, but you can't 
And now you play this low light reel time and time again in your imagination. And every single time you sit in that flick, you feel less and less valuable. Life devalues you. Our mistakes devalue us. Rejection devalues us. That person who promised to love you forevermore, who broke that promise and turned their back and so easily moved on with their life when you didn't. Rejection devalues us. Life is devaluing us as words are spoken over us that stick to our soul. Words weren't given to us first and foremost for communication, but the Bible makes it clear words were first invented for the sake of creation. God said, let there be light. That's the reason words are so sticky. That's the reason words are so powerful. That's the reason there are some people here in this room who believe great things about themselves because a word was spoken over their life as a younger person. That's the reason there are other people here in this room who are handicapped, that are held back, they are crippled, they are crushed because of a death word spoken over their life at some point in their journey. There is a woman here in this room who feels totally and utterly worthless because of a harsh death word spoken over you years ago. And if you feel that way, I'm here to let you know you are not alone. Life has a terrible way of de- Valuing us. And as if that isn't tough enough. Not only does life have a way of devaluing us. But the world has an amazing capacity to wrongly value us. (laughs) So get this. Our ability to feel the love of God. The acceptance of heaven. Our ability to grasp our purpose and our destiny as we go forward into a bright and glorious future is all connected to our innate sense of value before God. But we find ourselves with a situation where life is always devaluing us and now the world is consistently, continually, wrongly valuing us. We are trapped in a matrix where you're told that your value is linked To the brand of shoe you wear, the brand of bag you carry, the kind of car in your driveway, the square footage of your home, the zip code in which that home resides, the certificate on your wall, the name of the school on that certificate on your wall. Wrongly valuing you. And as if that wasn't difficult enough, the devil went ahead and invented social media. Ah, don't write that one down. I don't know that for sure, but the devil has used it to, again, come on, wrongly value you. That's the reason every woman here in this room, aged between 30 and 70, is locked into Facebook. And you have these filtered images 
tasted. Basically with one agenda to make you feel less than worthy and your life does not add up, come on, or match up to the people around you. That's Instagram's total business model. Where are all my, come on, mama Instagram ladies at? Come on, it's linked into your social media influencers and kind of, <laughs> but that's what it does. Psychologically, yes. at a soul level, right. making you feel like that I've had this many followers, I'm worth more than that person with so many followers, but so, many, so this person's got so many followers and I've got, so I must be worth less than this individual. And then you put your soul out there every single day with another picture of you having breakfast. <laughs> and you actually have bought into a system that lets you know whether or not you're liked or not liked. So the world is wrongly valuing you. Throw the blue check into that mix. Come on, we're all linked into a matrix that's trying to dictate your value. And this matrix has no right to do so, but we buy into it. And as if Instagram didn't have us on our heels, you throw TikTok into it. What is a TikTok? I don't know. I will preach about that at a later date when I finally get my mind around it. But Houston and Dallas, we have a problem. God wants you to understand your value. Your innate value. Disconnected from the kind of household you lead, the amount of children you've had, the amount of children you haven't been able to have, your social media following, your clout in that world, because he wants you to know and feel the love he has for you how important you are to him and the beautiful adventure that he has called you to. So how does one establish correct personal value? Well, I'm glad you asked. And I want to answer that question. And this is what God was giving me when I was watching that woman worship that you establish correct value personally the same way you establish value in every facet and area of your life. You have to answer three simple questions. Question number one, who made it? Question number two, how rare is it? Question number three, how, how much would someone really pay for it? Those are the three questions that establish value of anything. Who made it? How rare is it? And how much would someone actually pay for it? Who made it? That's the reason right now, the most expensive painting, I'm just digging back to my... my 
economics slash arts degree when I was back in college. But right now, still to this day, the most expensive painting in the world is a painting called Salvador Mundi. And Salvador Mundi is a fascinating painting. Depth of character. But to the untrained eye, it's a, ra- it's a relatively random painting because it basically looks like a dude in a dress with long hair throwing up a gang sign. <laughs> so Google it later. Salvador Mundi, M-U-N-D-I. It looks like a dude in a dress. But it's sold for $470 million, nearly half a billion. Why? Because the artist was Leonardo da Vinci. Who made it? Leo. Half a bill. (laughs) How rare is it? I've got a young man that was in my small group. Now he's moved on in life. He's got a job in another city. But he's an athlete. And uh, he plays football. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, he got himself a job in the NFL. And, and off he goes. And, and as a part of that deal, he got to sign a, a card deal. You know, like kind of those playing cards. And his agent came to him and said, you know what, I've got an idea. We're going to take one of these playing cards and we're going to turn it into an NFT. Do you know what an NFT is? For all the old people like me here in this room, basically an NFT is a once-off digital image and it's guaranteed to be a once-off connected to basically a computer program. And they put this one card on auction and it sold for $250,000. One playing card, a quarter of a mil. I'm going, why? Because it's one of one. There will never be another one made. The valley shot up because there's only one. How rare is it? The third question, how much would someone pay for it? Because at the end of the day, that really establishes value. You can tell me your shoes are worth so much, but they're only really worth as much as someone will pay for it. How much will you pay for my watch? If I gave it to you and I said, you know what, I want 7K for this watch. If no one gave me 7K for this watch, it wouldn't be worth 7K. If the only person in this room would offer me $2,000, then what is this watch worth? $2,000. I can have receipts to show you what it was worth once upon a time, but ultimately, this is only worth what someone will pay for it. How much will someone pay for it? Every woman in this room, look at me in my beautiful tiny eyes. Do you know who made you? God made you. If you're taking down notes, I want you to scribble this down. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. That you are God's workmanship. (laughs) Some versions say you're his handiwork. 
Yeah. Uh, the version says, you are his masterpiece. Piece de la resistance, the absolute pinnacle of his labor. If you walk away with nothing else, I hope and pray that you walk away with this. God's fingerprints are all over you, and he is proud of his work. God made you. I have high aspirations when it comes to all things construction. My wife enjoys interior design and building, and, and uh, we, our, our, our TV is locked on Golf Channel and HGTV. We go back and forth, forth and back. Because I'm a wise man, I understand that a happy wife indeed is a happy life. There's much more HGTV, come on, than Golf Channel. And I find myself getting caught up in the spirit of construction and when I'm watching old chip gains get about and like knocking down walls and building things. And I won't lie to you, there have been a few times where I thought to myself, you know what, I can do this. <laughs> so off to Home Depot I go and I come back with a little kit. You know, after a few cuts and nailing my foot to the floor and sticking my fingers together, I quit usually and walk away. God is not like that. He never says, oops. Never starts a project he doesn't finish. And has never formed a masterpiece that didn't take his breath away. You take God's breath away. Who made you? God made How rare are you? How many of you are there? I know it's really easy to feel like I'm just lost in a mass. I'm just a mother out here in amongst a whole bunch of other mothers just trying to keep our head above water, trying to do our absolute best, trying to navigate our way through quarantine and sending our kids back off to school. And, and I feel so lost in the crowd. It's so easy, especially as a mother, to look at everyone else around you and feel so ordinary and so forgotten. But I'm here to remind you that the God of this universe not only made you, not only are you a masterpiece that took his breath away, you are one of one. That's the reason in Psalm 139, we're reminded that you were formed. You were knitted together. You were put together in your mother's womb by God himself. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. You are one of one. There isn't another person on planet earth right now with your skill, with your grace, with your gift, with your call, with your destiny. There isn't another one. Come on, you are one of one. Come on, I need someone here in this room. And as they roll out for lunch this afternoon, you grab like your Sunday brunch, like kind of you roll into like kind of your, you know, your cracker barrel and you be like kind of, you know, getting your, you know, your, your, your Sunday chicken and some like dumplings and all kind of, you're hanging out there and I need you to be looking to the server and say, hey, you know, are you having a good day, ma'am? Say, yes, I am, because I'm one of one. <laughs> there is no one in this universe just like me, just like there is no one in the universe just like you. That makes us of 
immeasurable worth. You are one of one. And how much would someone pay for you? Who made you? God made you. Hey, how many of you are there? I'm one of one. And how much would someone pay for you? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. Come on, he gave his only son. Where did Carb go? Huh? Is he really? Is that Silas there? Can I borrow Silas? Come on, come up here, Silas. Come on. Katie and Silas, go and put your hands together. All right? Katie's preaching next week. All right? And I tell you, to have two preaching heroes in the room at the same time for me is, wow, I'm so excited. All right? Okay, this is Silas. He's a cutie. And, and like, you know, he's going to, in the years ahead, he's going to warm up to this whole deal because yeah. get, get ready because this is going to be your life. You know what I'm saying? So it was cool before because I'm worshiping before and I'm seeing like Katie worship and Cobb like holding his boy. And, and then I got this snapshot that um, my, my dude Cobb, sweet guy. We've been hanging out from old Atlanta days. You know what I'm saying? And so Cobb's an old friend of mine. Carb and I even ate sushi together one time in Adelaide, Australia, all right? I can remember, like, and he, he felt like it was like a custom to use. He had to use chopsticks. He had never used chopsticks. And I'm trying to tell him, bro, as an official Asian, you don't have to use chopsticks when you're in a sushi place. And you go, oh, you're just trying to be like, kind of polite. I got to use chopsticks. And he's poking at things and stabbing at things. And it was a horrific sight, all right? So Carb is one of the sweetest, kindest person people I know. Katie's one of the most generous and kind and giving people I know, and they love their son. But here's the deal. I know that anyone here in this room, if you were to come to them and ask for most things, these two would basically nearly give the shirt off their back if it was appropriate for you. But if it ever came to a point where you had to stand before them and Silas was on the other side and they had to choose who had to live or who had to die, you're out of luck. Because as beautiful as they are, all of us by nature will go with our kids. There was a time where you, woman of God, stood before the creator. And he had to make a choice between his one and only beloved son, Jesus, and you. And he chose you and he chose you again every single time from here into eternity. How much would God, thank you so much, Katie. How much would God, come on, if you're going to clap, you may as well, if you're going to clap for anything this morning, you clap for that glorious reality. But Dan, I sit alone at night. And I feel so unloved. God made a choice. And he chose you. But Dan, I've got so much pain inside of me. I drink and it numbs it for a bit, but then it comes back. I claw at myself, but it won't come out. God had a choice to make. And his decision was clear. He still chose you. 
But Dan, if you really knew me and if we really sat down and I was to share with you the things that I have done in my journey, there is no way you'd want to keep on this conversation because you'd turn your back and you'd walk away because so many others have. Uh-uh. God saw it all. Even the stuff you thought you hid. And he still chose you. How valuable are you? Well, who made you? God made you. Hey, how many of you are there? One of one. How much would God pay for you? His one and only son. So mothers in the house and all of those who are going to get to eat the fresh bread scraps. Walk out of this place today with wind in your sails, a smile on your dial, come on, a bounce in your step, knowing that God by his spirit, has corrected some value today. You're worthy to be loved because you're valuable. Your future is bright. You are so valuable. Who made you? Hey, how many of you are there? would God pay for you? Side note, just a little bit of a tip to the husbands in this room. That's a good thing to be saying to your wife, you know what I'm saying, at night when she'd be getting ready for, hey babe, you one of one. <laughs> That's like kind of connected to the marriage series we've been doing. <laughs> Homework. Homework, yeah, we're doing some homework. I, I need people to, uh, to, to just name and shame. Uh, who are the selfie people here in this room right now? Who are, the, who are the selfie people? For those who don't know what a selfie is, is as the name suggests, people who have a propensity towards taking photos of themselves. They never come down from this angle, you know what I'm saying? Because that's not a flattering angle. You know, they shazam. <laughs> and they know which side is their good side. It's like the left side or the right side. And never do they get that mistaken. Here is my homework for you this week. Everyone here who owns a phone that has some kind of camera device, has to take at least one selfie. If you aren't good at taking selfies, this is going to blow your mind. You can YouTube how to take a selfie, and there's literally a billion videos on how to take the... Like that. All right? 
But this selfie isn't for public purposes. Selfie's for you. I want you to look close to that selfie. At every imperfection, at every flaw. At every crease and line created by the weight and the pressures of this world. And to that selfie, I want you to say, who made you? God made you. Hey, how many of you are there? I'm one of one, baby. And what would God pay for you? His one and only son. That, my friends, is how we establish correct can someone say a good amen for that? So as we wrap up our time and our Jesus keyboards start, have you noticed how the keyboards always usher in the presence of Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Just different. Come on, give it to us. Let's go. Come on. He's gone again. Bring Jesus back. Let's go. I'm messing around. That's the best part. Music playing, not playing. Jesus is always trying to get through to you. And he got through to someone today. And so I'm going to do two things before we wrap up our time and Tim and I find somewhere to eat food before I fly back. Oh, actually, I'll be crashing your Mother's Day lunch. That's what I'm going to be doing. Number one, there are some people here in this room who over the last 32 minutes, you've thought to yourself, I don't even know if I have a relationship with God. I would love to know my value to Him, but I've yet to enter into a relationship with Him. And I'm here to let you know that Christianity isn't about rules or regulations. It's not about jumping through religious hoops or clearing legalistic bars. It's about recognizing that God loves you and come find you where you are. And if you would open up your heart to Him, He will enter in. Assuring you of life eternal, but even better, starting life to the full with you today. That's what Christianity is. So if you're sitting here right now and your heart is racing and your mind is running at a million miles per hour because it feels like God was like talking straight to me, I'm here to let you know the reason you feel that way is because He was talking straight to you. That's what it feels like when the King of Heaven knocks on your heart's door. So if you want to live a life marked by correct value, it must begin with trusting your soul into his loving nail-scarred hands. 
So with every eye closed and every heart open, and I do that because this is a personal decision that you need to make. If you're saying, Dan, I need to trust my life into the hands of King Jesus. I'm sick and tired of playing religion. I'm sick and tired of wearing a mask. I'm sick, of sick and tired of walking around pretending like me and God are good. I want God in my life as my Lord and Savior. Would you allow me to lead you in a prayer that heaven will hear and will change everything? So with eyes closed and our hearts open, if that's you here this morning, you're saying, I want to make Jesus the king of my heart. I want to know what it's like to do life with the one who made me uniquely, who came all the way to die for me. If that's you here this morning and you want to step into relationship with God, when I count to three, just lift your hand and give me a wave. No pressure. This ain't a cell. This is just an invitation to pray with me a prayer that changes everything. So eyes closed, hearts open. If you want to step into a relationship with God, when I count to three, lift your hand. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Just lift your hand where you are. I see your hand. 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 I see your hand as well. Huh. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray this prayer out loud all together, but especially if you lifted your hand, I want you just to boom this out. Here we go. Dear Jesus, I open up my heart to you. Enter in. Help me by your spirit to stop going my way. I want to go your way. And help me by your spirit. Live now for your glory. Amen. Can you put your hands together for those who lifted theirs? Wow. That's incredible. If you lifted your hand at the end of this gathering, I'm going to be milling around, loitering around the front. I've had COVID already and I've had my first injection, so I'm good. But I'm still going to put my mask on. And if you lifted your hand, I would love to pray with you and encourage you. We are pumped about the jump, but we're committed to your journey here at Embassy City Church. And we want you to live a life to the full, marked by correct value. So please come up and say hey. For the rest of us, can we just do something really cool at the end? Can we just bless all the, all the mothers here in this room? And I just want to speak a special blessing of value and worth over them. So if you're a mother or an aspiring mother or a spiritual mother right now, would you just lift your hand in the sky right now? Come on. And if you're around one of these people with their hands lifted, just, just, put, just reach your hand out. You don't have to touch them because COVID ain't over yet, people. All right? Just reach a hand out to him. Jesus, in your mighty name, we speak worth and value over them. And we command the mouth of the devil to be shut. 
the lies of the world and society to be stilled and value that comes from heaven to flow into the hearts and the heads of these precious, beautiful, unique, made by you women. And I thank you, God, that as you break off lies in their life, as you heal wounds in their life, as you smooth out the scars in their life, we're going to see a generation of women walk with greater confidence, knowing how valuable they are to you. We thank you, God, that you set us up this morning to hear a fresh word that came from you. So bless these women as they go about their days and for many days to come. In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, come on, all of God's people said, come on, praise Him here in this room. Praise Him. Thank you for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Church. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Irving. If you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text embassycity, all one word, to 77977. We pray you had a great week. Thanks for listening today.